my name is Steve. For those of you who I don't know, there's probably a few faces that I haven't met before. And yes, this was our home for a long time, this church, and it does feel like I've never left walking in the room. It's nice to be here. Uh, there is a purpose and a reason for us being here today. And uh, there is something that God wants to do this morning. I'm loving these new posters you've got up here. You know, Jesus, he, he is our living hope. But he's not just our living hope, he's the hope of the world. And and it's just, it's all about him, isn't it? It's all about Jesus. He's our hope and he's the hope of the world. The, the world needs to know Jesus. The, the world needs to know that there's hope in Jesus. And we have the ability to share that hope with others. It's kind of not complicated in a lot of ways. You know, we've got the hope, they need the hope, we share the hope. It's kind of a, a simple thing and, and I hope to encourage us, myself, to continue to do more of that, to share that hope, to share Jesus with the world. And if you do take notes, if you do have a journal, if you do have notes on your phone or whatever, I really encourage you, when you come to church on Sunday, don't come to hear from a man. Yes, we hear, we hear through a man. But you're coming to hear from God. Like, if, if Jesus himself walked in the door this morning, You'd be, everyone would be recording it on their phone. You know, they would be like, Get the, oh, make sure we're filming. You know, like there would be a hunger and they're like, what is he going to say? Jesus in person, he's standing here and he's like shining in his white robe. And it's like, wow, what is he going to say? But the, the good news is that God is here today. And we might not see him in the same way, but he wants to speak to you. And he, by his Holy Spirit, He's going to speak to each of your hearts. And it's not going to be about the words that I share today. I might say, God loves you. But the Holy Spirit might say in your heart something different like what Matt shared before. I will never leave you. So I might say, God loves you. But the Holy Spirit says in your heart, and I'll never leave you. So they're both true. But when we come expectant to hear from God, we're also going to be receiving from God. Amen? Amen. So it's awesome that you've just watched that, that movie, War Room. I, I, I watched a couple of the highlight clips on YouTube to catch up to what you've been looking at. And man, that little old lady, she can really get you going, can't you? She's very inspiring, <laughs> you know? And, and, you know, I'm sure that that movie spoke to everyone in a different way. It's, it's really powerful and it inspires you to live a life that's passionate, that's engaged. And, and the truth is we all hunger to live a life like that. We want, we want to live a life like that. It, it inspires us. I know you're looking at like faith in action. It, it, it inspires us, but inspiration isn't enough. <laughs> you know, it, it's got to get us into a point of action. And we can do it. We can do it. We can step into that action. As I was praying... In the lead up to coming, I, I had the Lord give me a, one phrase. This is the only thing I've really received that I want to, want to share. So have a little bit of fun with that. I want everyone, if everyone could close your eyes, and I want you to think about something really, really important. You're going to love this. So just close your eyes. Just take a, take a moment. I want you to imagine your morning alarm. Think about the sound of it. It could be completely annoying. 
You could have put something that's that soothing that just puts you back to sleep sometimes. Whatever it is, you've got this alarm. Sometimes it's one you've had for years and you hear it outside of your normal alarm time and it just makes you cringe and you're like, oh, I hate that noise. But I want you to think about an alarm, right? Because, and you can open your eyes now. This is, this is the phrase I, f- I felt for the Lord. And, and there's some things I might say today that might come across challenging, but I'm going to say them because I want to be obedient to God. So the phrase is, your assignments are due. Your assignments are due. And like a picture of an alarm bell. So, I mean, alarm straight away says, you know, it's trying to get your attention, isn't it? You're perfectly comfortable in your bed. You don't need, like, like why would you want to move? Like, but you get this alarm and it gets your attention. Your assignment is due. For anyone who studied, and we've all had to study at some stage, for many of us, well, for, for myself, I know there's many times where my assignment might be due, but it's not until I get really down to the crunch and I know that if I don't start now, it's not going to happen. It's only the day before, but, like, you know, it's got to happen now. I just want you to keep that in mind as we uh, look at some things today. Your assignments are due. There's an alarm. God wants to get our attention today. But the, the thing is, we can have all this inspiration off the back of a movie like that and we can know what we want to do, but like we don't. We can be given an assignment and we're like, oh yeah, I've got a month to do that and we could stagger it perfectly balanced and you know, do it really well and some people are very diligent at doing that. But sometimes we leave it to the last minute. So the point is, what, like, why, why don't we? Why don't we do it? I want to look at Luke 14. So if you've got your Bible, I'd like to turn to Luke 14, 26. Look at a couple of verses in Luke 14. Be expectant, be hungry to hear from the Lord today. This is his word. So Luke 14, 26. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Down in verse 33, it says, So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. Like that's, that's pretty strong kind of language, isn't it? Like, wow, really setting a standard there. There's a point that Jesus is making here. Like if, like if we're trying to get out of this place of comfort to a place of action, if we're trying to get replaced from being inspired and having potential to walking in a new reality of sons and daughters of God, sharing the hope of Jesus in the world, to make we've got to like look at some things to try and make the shift, don't we? Like we've got it. Like there's something that has to happen, and so we have to have some revelation. And I pray today that there's a revelation from God in your mind and your heart, where we we change the way we think. The point that the scripture is making here is that God has to be number one. Like he doesn't want you to hate your wife. He's making a point. God has to be number one in everything, that we have to be obedient to him first. 
Like he has to be number one. Not like to hate your own life. He doesn't want you to hate your own life. He doesn't want you to hate life. He wants you to have life to the full. He wants us to put his will first. It's very important. Very important. And and it's not it's not I'm not saying it's easy, but it's what God wants for us. He wants us to put him first in all things. We have to let go of the things of the world. We have to let go of the weight, don't we? And and like sometimes it's it can be family, it can be your wife. Like it, it's saying that your wife it can be a distraction. Your husband can be a distraction and stopping you from doing what God's put on your heart to do. And it could be so small, it could be a big it could be a big mission call that God has in your life. It could be the smallest little deed that you, you do for somebody. If God is leading each one of us, we have to put him first. We'll go to Matthew 9.37. Matthew 9.37. And he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Many of us have heard this before. And what I want to highlight about this verse is the labor part. Right? There's a, there's a labor of love. Right? Um, we talk about the sacrifice of love, the labor of love, and everyone's like, oh, this sounds like a big burden, doesn't it? Like, you know, I like to label it more so the gift of love. We have a gift of love that we carry, that we can give to others. But sometimes there's labor involved. It's saying that, it's saying that the harvests are truly plentiful, but the labors are few. It says in the, the word that we are uh, to co-labor with Christ. There's, there's work to be done. And labour involves toil, it involves energy, it involves work. So Matt was trying to get me to share a little bit about a recent trip I had to Kenya, right? So we, I did a, a school, a, a training school on evangelism. And off the back of that, I met some people that were missionaries in Kenya and I ended up in Kenya. Uh, <laughs> and we were there for a month and we were trained up on sharing the gospel and we did uh, gospel crusades in the schools. I think we've, I'll get these are rough figures. It was about 130 youth crusades we did as a team of 10. We saw 96 something thousand decisions for Jesus in 11 days of work. And that was in teams of two. We'd go, we'd have a bus each. It was four teams. We had a driver, like a Kenyan driver in each van. And then there'd be two missionaries in each van. And every morning you get up at 5.30 and you uh, get your suit on and you load up books into the van and you get in the van and off you trot to the school. And, um, and you, we, on average, over 10 schools a day, you would go and do a, a gospel presentation. You would give people opportunity to respond to the gospel. You give people a, a small teaching and opportunity to receive the Holy Spirit uh, and then do a teacher talk. And uh, it was very, it's very well um, planned and organized and very efficient. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we, we, we saw so many decisions to follow Jesus. Um, it, was some, it was amazing fruit. Like, I mean, think of 11 days, 10 people, 96,000 decisions for Jesus. 
Um, it was it was amazing. Um, and uh, I thought I'd be just like floating on air the whole time I was there because I'm doing the Lord's work. So easy, just gliding along on a cloud, you know. But um, turns out it wasn't quite like that. Uh, now, I'm a, I'm a tradie. I, did, uh, I was a painter for 15 years. And um, I, I found that I felt like I was back in a trade again. I was doing this. I felt like I was back like, like a labourer. Every morning you get up, you put your suit on, you're half asleep and, you, you know, like you, 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 you eat a quick bite to eat for breakfast and you load in the car, like loading up the car with tools, you know, or getting your paint ready for the day or whatever and you go out. And I, I wasn't floating on a cloud every time that I got given the microphone or, or, the, or the ninth time that I had to dance to One Way Jesus with the primary school kids or, you know, it was hot. The vans were uncomfortable, you're balancing speakers and the roads are terrible and you're just like, you know, like down the roads and your back's sore at the end of the day and, you know, like but there's a labour in it. And so coming back and I was like, God, like why didn't I feel, I wanted to feel, I wanted to feel really amazing doing everything for you. I wanted to just feel something all the time like this. I wanted to feel the power all the time, just overflowing with the power of God. Um and there were times where I knew that the Lord was with me and he was empowering me to do what I had to do. But there's times where you're just getting the job done too and you're just sharing the hope that you have. And, and I think it's important to note too, like I'm just me, I'm just, a, I'm just a painter who has the hope of Jesus who has decided to start sharing it a bit more. Like I'm not any, I'm not this perfect being that I, I somehow achieved some, I don't have any qualification on anything of how to share the hope of Jesus. Like, I'm just deciding to do it a bit more. And, uh, and we can all decide to do it a bit more. And the encouragement is also, you know, and this is like Isaiah 61 where it's talking about, you know, Jesus saying like that he's anointed and the spirit of the Lord is upon him to go and do, to share the hope of himself. <laughs> But it's the same thing for us. I want to encourage you that to share the gospel, like it's, it's a big part of who we, who we are. When we don't do it, it's like sort of suppressing who we are. It's like unnatural not to be doing it. Yeah, we have an inbuilt part of us now is, is designed to share the gospel, to share hope. So when we don't do it, you're going to feel a bit weird. It's like denying who you are. We have to like... Step out, I and mean, because when we step out, God meets us there, and He does empower us by His Spirit because we we're doing the work. You know, like it's it's it goes hand in hand. When we step out, He meets us there. But when we don't, He's like, "Oh, well, you're okay. I still love you. I love you." You know, like if you want to be filled with His Spirit and like to have a, a mission and work together with Jesus is a fun, it's an amazing thing to do, and He wants to be doing it with you. But when we don't, and we just sit on the couch. It's like, oh, well, I'll go and work with Lisa because she's leading worship and she's practicing in her bedroom at home and, you know, I'm going to be with her right now because she's doing the work, you know. And, and it's not that he's not with you when you're not doing the work, but when you are, he, he, he's like fighting with you. It's special. And we're designed to, to labour with him. So, like a couple of questions. Like, are you ready to go to work? You know, in the 
movie, uh, one of the highlights I watched, you know, she's like talking to the, the, the wife of the couple that gets help and, you know, she's like saying, like, it's time to take the gloves off, you know, and, and like, to, like to fight. Like, are, are, are you ready to go to work? Are, are you ready to turn from being inspired by a movie to living it out? Are you ready to go to work? Are you ready to grit your teeth? Are you ready to get sweaty? Are you ready to, you know, harass each other and say, come on, like, let's do this. Like, I'm, like I, don't, I, I want to see change. This is one of the things I learned from Matt, you know. Like, he hates the word potential because it's not being used. It's like, it's like saying you've got something, but you're not using it. Like, let's use the, the potential we have. Let's activate the faith that we that we hold let's 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 do it and by doing it amazing things happen by by doing it being part of a team of 10 we saw 96,000 people decide to follow Jesus and that was a underestimated number very safe they <laughs> a number that it would have been more and i know you probably think oh well, that's that's a that's a mission trip steve you know, it's not the same here. And you're right, it's not the same here. It is different. But it's the one person that you meet. How are you going to love them? How are we going to share the gospel? Are we willing to trust that God wants to see people saved? Are we willing to trust that in the power of the gospel, and go out there and sow seed. First Corinthians three six to nine. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So that neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labour. Is that word again? For we are God's fellow workers. Workers. You are God's field and God's building. So we sow seed. Some people sow the seed. Some people water the seed. Doesn't mean you're. Doesn't mean anything. It's not really got anything to do with you. God's the one who does the work. When you share the gospel with someone, you just you're just the messenger. You're just sharing it. You're sowing a seed, and what God does with that, He's the one who brings the increase. The person doesn't want like doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's not about you. Like the words telling you, it's not about you. So neither he who plants is anything nor he who waters, but God who brings the increase. Like God's the one who does the work in people's hearts. Like, but, but if we don't go and sow the seed, God, God has nothing to work with. He wants to use us as a team. He wants, this is God's plan, to use us. You know, we're his A-team. We're the best he's got. There's no... There's no, no one else coming along like, Hope Revolution, you guys stay chilled. I'm going to use the other church down the road. But if they get too tired, we're going to come and get you guys. So just be ready just in case. It's not how it works. You know, you guys, 
all of us, we, we are the best this God. God wants to use us. He wants to, uh, us to work with him. He wants us to sow seed. He wants us to share the gospel. And some people are going to say, hey, F you, mate, leave me alone. I don't want none of that Jesus stuff. And you go, all right, next one. <laughs> you know, and someone might say, oh, you know, yeah, I'll come along to church on Sunday. Yeah, thanks for the invite. I'll check it out. And it doesn't matter whether they say yes or no. You're just doing the labor. God's the one who's doing the work in their heart. We, you're, not, you're, not, you're not saving them with your, your words. I'm not, I'm not saving you with my words right now. I'm not, it's not, this is not about me convincing you to do something. You're either here sitting here today and the Lord is speaking to your heart and you're going to work and you're going to obey what God's speaking to you in your heart today. It's not about me right now. God's the one watering your hearts and your souls and your minds and you're either going to respond to what God's doing in your, in your heart right now um, or you won't. It's not about me. I'm just here watering. Are we together? Does that make sense? Yeah, another thing to consider that's important as well, you know, is, and I don't want to spend much time on this, but, you know, do I want to share the gospel? Do I think it's good news? Because if we don't, we need to think about why it's not. <laughs> we do. And we need to talk to each other, um, reassess why we might not think it's good news. If you just won tax lotto or, I don't know, holiday or I don't know, I'm trying to think of what people might think is good news or if, when you're pregnant or you just got engaged or whatever, you know, you, you're just like busting at the seams, you've got this good news. Not that I've ever won touch lotto, but you know, like if you've got good news, you want to tell someone, right? So it, it's something just to, to, to note as well, like, you know, is it good news? Why am, I, why am I not excited about what Jesus has done right now? Is it because I've, I've started thinking that I've got to earn my salvation again? Or is it because I think I'm not perfect and why would God use me and I can't do it? Because if you're, if you're sitting there going, well, who am I? Who am I to share the gospel? Who am I to, to do anything? Then you need to start reading the Bible. You need to start talking to a brother or a sister in the church and say, who am I to share the gospel? Who am I to, to love the lost? And hopefully they'll help you with that and tell you who you are because you are a child of God. You are his beloved. You have been set free. You have been made righteous and holy in his sight. You are a child of God. So who are you to do any of this? You're a beloved child of God, filled with hope in your heart, knowing that you're set free by faith, not by your works, and that if you tell somebody else about it, they can have the same hope in their heart, that they will be saved through the faith in Jesus. That's good news. So good. Watching a basketball documentary, I enjoy a bit of basketball. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, the redeemed team. Yeah, so if you haven't, if you've seen it, you might be able to relate. But you know, it doesn't matter if it's that or something like a Rocky. Most of us might have seen like a Rocky movie or one of these really inspirational sports movies. You know, and you see the way that they, you know, training montage and they're having this. You know, they're really getting into it, gritting their teeth and they're sweating and they're going. The, the music's pumping. You know, you know, they're right into it. And you're like, man, that's so good. I'm so inspired by that. And you're like, I'm going to go for a run after this. Like, I'm, you know, I'm so inspired. And then the movie finishes and you don't go for a run. But, you know, <laughs> at the time, you're like, man, this is good. And it, it's similar with like watching a movie about prayer. And you're like, man, that was so good. I'm going to, you know, do that. And, um, you know, the point, the, the point I want to get to is like, we get excited by it because it's a life we want to live. We want to live a life like that. We're so inspired by it. I'm like, oh, it's amazing. You know, but the devil is a liar. He is going to tell you the exact opposite the second that you push stop or turn off your TV. No, you can't do that. Who are you, who are you to do that? You can't, you can't do any of that. Well, I'm here to remind you that you can. <laughs> you can. You can, and, and I've, I've doubted myself all the time. But I have to remind myself that I can, and I need people around me to tell me, hey, Steve, you can do this. You're a child of God. You're the light in the world. You're the hope, you know, in officer. You know, you, you can do it because you're a child of God. You've been given a message to, to go and share. Like, you, you're the leaders in this world. You're part of the kingdom of God that's advancing on the face of the earth. You're coming from the kingdom of God with a message of a kingdom that's advancing on the earth. And you're not looking around for anyone on this earth to tell you who you are or what to do. We have a king, a mighty king, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, who oversees everything and has sent you on a mission on this earth to go and to, to share the good news of Jesus Christ. We have one authority. We have one King. Every church, every whatever ministry you're part of, like the, this, is the, this is what we're instructed to do, to come from the kingdom of, of God and walk on the face of the earth and share the gospel, to make disciples. We all have a ministry. If we go to 2 Corinthians 5.17-21 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. All right? Oh, I'm not in ministry. Oh, Matt and Tan, they're pastors. They're, they're, they're in ministry. Oh, Peter and Soretta, oh, they're in ministry. They do great stuff with kids. Oh, not me. I'm not, I'm, I haven't got a ministry. You're in ministry. Everyone, you're in ministry. You're in a ministry. You don't need to become a pastor. You don't need to be the worship leader on the, the worship team. You're in ministry. Why? The Word of God has just told you. <laughs> He has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. 
as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So we've been reconciled, like we've been united with God. Again, through Christ, we've been made one with God again. And now we can go and tell others that they can be joined to God again. They can be connected again. So we're all in ministry. Who's excited that they're in ministry? Your assignments are due. It can sound like I'm uh, being mean by saying that, I think. I'm not mean, I, I, I promise. Your assignments are due. God wants to get our attention today, like the alarm. It's like your assignments are due. It's time to, it's time to step in to the, the things that God has called us to do. If you want to see the, the, the church um, full of lost people, we're going to have to do some labour, some work. We're going, to have to, we're going to have to do something that looks different. You know, someone tell me, what's the definition of insanity? What's that saying? You know, if you do, a person does the same thing over and over and expecting different results is, yeah, is, is insane. Like if we want to see change, you know, we want to see growth, we want to see the things of God, we're going to have to try some new things. We want to see procrastination turn into action. And we're going to have to do it together. We're going to have to remind each other of the truth. We're going to have to get closer. And we're going to have to talk more to each other. You know? How's you, that's a good one. We were having jokes before church about, you know, small talk and when you say hello to someone, and, you know, when you first walk in the door. Maybe a new one for you will be, how's your ministry going? So we know we're called to live a passionate, purposeful, intentional life. And the truth is distractions get in the way. We know we're called to labour with Christ, to share the gospel, to make disciples. So are you ready to go to work and share the gift of love, to share hope, revolution. Like when I look at this this poster, like I'm sure there's a million hidden things in this because Matt's made it, I'm guessing. But it looked like a sunrise to me. You know, like hope is rising. Am I getting it, Matt? <laughs> hope is rising in officer. You guys are the ones who are the hope carriers. You know, go and share some hope with somebody today. I mean it today, like literally today when you leave to and go about your life today, you, can, you might come across someone you haven't seen. Or even if you don't, like share some hope with someone you already know. Share some hope with your Christian brother. Encourage them. Share some love. And then tomorrow morning when you're tired and you've got to get out of bed and do it again, just remember, it might feel a little bit like labour. But it's okay. It's okay. Go and love somebody. Get ready to take the gloves off, to fight, to train, to work, to live like an athlete. Like, 
you know, go hard. Go hard at life. Live life. Live life to the full. Like what's the, what's the point in playing it like safe? You know, like let's live. I think about, <laughs> when I think about this kind of concept, I think about when I was looking at dating um, my wife, you know, and I, I felt the Lord show me this wonderful girl and I had this conviction in my heart that I was going to marry her, you know, but I hadn't even like told her I was interested or asked to hang out or anything like that, you know, but you get, you get the strength up and finally you go and you, and you, you know, oh, can we, would you like to hang out? Would you like to go to the movies? Would you like to, you know, whatever. And, and the first time I did it, I literally watched her mum like walk diagonal across the church for me because she was 16, I was 21 and she walks over to me and she goes, uh, my daughter's not dating anyone until she's finished school and blah, blah, blah. And it was a real, it was, you know, it was a warning. So I waited and, and you might find that, you know, you're, yeah, the point I'm trying to get at is like I felt alive, I was living. Like when you put yourself out there and you, and, and you, and you take the risk and you, you know, ask the question of, oh, would you like to hang out with me or tell someone you're interested in them? Like you, you're living, at least you're alive. You know, you feel alive. You know, that's living. Not living is going, oh man, she's amazing, but oh, who am I to ask her out? You know, who am I? Uh, I'm just going to sit on my couch. You know, like, <laughs> you get what I'm saying, don't you, right? So we want to live. We want to live. You know, oh, this, oh, I can go tell that person. Like, they look like they'd really be encouraged if I just told them, you know, to have a good day and, you know, Jesus loves them and there's, there's, there's more to this life or something like Oh, but no, no, I'm just going to carry my shop into the car. I'm really living. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know like, like let's live. Let's, let's, let's put ourselves out there. When God's speaking to our hearts and, and challenging us, like, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, my, my hope, my hope for everyone in this room is that I haven't just been here and agitated people. I want to aggravate you. I want to like really annoy you. I don't mind if you have bad things to say about me after today. I, I want you to feel annoyed that when you walk past someone, you're like, oh man, I feel like I'm, oh, Steve made me feel like I had to do it. Now I'm just under, you know, performance. You know, God doesn't need me to perform, you know, so I'm not going to do anything. You know, I, I, like the enemy would say all sorts of things to try and talk you out of it. Oh, you just feel like you're like, Steve said something and, oh, you know, people don't really need the love of God. And you're, you're right, devil, you're right. Yeah, I don't need to love someone. Like, be aggravated today. Like, plenty of Sundays are going to roll by. Like, don't you want to finish the race and be like, I'm exhausted, I'm glad I gave, gave it everything I had. I'm glad I took the risks. I'm glad I put myself out there. I've been going to the gym lately and I tell you, like, I walk into that place, I'm like, why am I here again? I hate this place. There's that trainer who always pushes me, you know, like, it's the gym, you know. And you you, you grind through it and, oh, I'm actually getting a bit of a pump on now. Oh, yeah, I'm getting into this. And by the end of it, like, I'm so glad I came. So glad I pushed it out. I'm so glad even though I didn't want to do it. Like, let's live a life where we put ourselves out there, we go hard and we come home exhausted and we're like, man, that was, we really went for it. Um, 
And some of you are probably already doing that. I'm not saying that that's not happening. Let's, let's do it. Let's go hard. And if it's not making sense, let's go hard with each other. Like, you know, go to each other. I've tried real hard and I'm not getting it. Help, help. Go hard for help, you know. Like, don't suffer in silence. If, you've, if you're not finding breakthrough, if you're like, man, I just feel pessimistic about everything. I don't feel like I believe in any of this and I just want to, I just, you know, go hard for help. Ask everyone in this building, this is where I'm at. Can you help me? I don't get it. I need, I need help. Go hard for it. If you're wanting brotherhood, if you're wanting family, fight for it. Like whatever you need, start fighting for it. And live. And don't let anything distract you from what, what the will of God is on your life. Don't let your family distract you from what God's leading you to do. Don't let the things that you desire in this world, you know, you bring it back to the personal verse that we, we looked at, you know, don't let your love for this, this, the things of this world distract you. Oh, I'll probably start sharing the gospel when I've, you know, if this, this is one for me. I'll, I'll, I'll start doing God's work, but I just really need to make sure I, I get a nice ute first. You know, once I get that four-wheel drive with the muddies on it, it's got the muddies. If you don't have the muddies, it's not, you know, it's got the mud tyres on there. You know, once I got that, oh, me and the Lord, we're going to go share the gospel like no tomorrow. You know, I've just got to have that though. Or I've just got to, well, once the kids have grown up, once, once I've got a wife, once I've, whatever. You know, don't let the things of the world distract you. Yep. So that's it. That's all I've got today. So um, I just want to pray for us and, um, and that'll be it. But, yeah, Father. Lord, we thank you that you love us. We thank you for the hope that you've placed in our hearts. God, we thank you for the cross. Lord, we thank you that you did it all on the cross for us. Thank you that it's not any work that we could do that would save us. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you, Jesus. Thank you for loving us. Lord, may we just come to you and, and, and maybe be with you always as, as friends and, and maybe walk with you as friends as we leave this building and do things together with you. Lord, we want to do things with you. Lord, not to earn anything, not to prove anything, But we just want to do things with you because that's what you're doing. You're in the business. We've joined the family business. We want to work with you, Lord. We want to, we want to see people's lives turn from sadness, depression, anxiety, self-harm, addictions. We want, to, we want to be part of seeing them go from having a frown on their face to a smile, Lord. Thank you that you want to use us. You want to work with us so that we can experience what it's like to be in your business. So we can experience what it's like to see somebody find hope.
Thank you for all you're doing, Jesus. And I just pray that every word that you've spoken to every person's heart today would uh, not be robbed. You just protect and guard that, that those words that you've spoken to them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yes. Thanks so much, guys. It's been an honor to be here. Uh, it's been a joy to be here, really, to just see some familiar faces and and um, and to feel so welcome. I mean, you know, we had some jokes about the way I dressed today, and I know I, I could have come here with my thongs or my Crocs and my tracksuit pants and a t-shirt. I know that, but part of the reason I put the suit on was to show what intention looks like. You can see that I put a suit on, can't you? You know, and and there's an intention that we have to have about our life. So when you get up in the morning, make sure you put on your identity in the Lord, hey? And you go, all right, I'm, I'm a truth carrier. I'm a messenger. And you put it on with intention. You go, all right, carrying the gospel right there. <laughs> and live your life with intention. You're a missionary. You're on mission. You're an ambassador. Amen.